0: towards the back of your Bible, called the book of 1 John. And I've just been walking through it with you. And today we're going to do chapter 5. It's a little bit, probably much, for me to cover all of chapter 5. So we're going to go through probably about verse 13 or so. We'll see how far we make it today. But it's a good, good, good message this morning for our heart. I've, I've entitled this little series of mine called Good News, Good News, Good News. Because when I became a Christian years ago, I memorized a verse from 1 John, chapter 3, verse number 2. And it became a verse for my life. Because here I'd been a hellraiser, Grew up in a home just with craziness going on. Drunkenness and craziness and just a mess. But now I'm saved. Now I've got a future. But I don't know what it is. So I memorized this verse, beloved, now are we the sons of God. That was me. I'm a son of God now. Gary Clark. Crazy. 109 River Road, Rockingham, North Carolina, 28379. That's me. I'm a son of God now. Beloved, now we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. I didn't know what God was going to do with my life. But we know this. When He appears, we're going to be like Him. For we'll see Him as He is. And that verse gave me such hope. Amen? And it became, uh, and also there's other verses, like if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. That's in this book. Is that a great verse? Are you kidding me? Today we're going to see one. If we make it, I think we will. These things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Okay, these things are written that you might know and that you might believe. That you have eternal life. That's a great verse. And we're going to talk about it a little bit. Let's go right now. I could go doing this all morning. Great book. I've titled this message today. Say it with me loud. Who you gonna believe? I know that ain't good English. That's how I talk. Who you gonna believe? Who you gonna believe? That's what John's been writing here. He's been writing this book because the teachers in the church, the early church, 50 years after Christ. had already started being corrupted. And these religious leaders, they knew it all. And they were, they were basically teaching another gospel. They weren't teaching the true gospel. They were actually, now they got so bold, they were teaching that Jesus didn't really live. He didn't really exist. So here's the old man John come out of retirement on them. Amen? The old apostle John. Not going to get by with this. And under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, boom. He comes out and he writes this letter to this church that's struggling. And we need to hear it today as well. So who are you going to believe? Let's go, Rod. Just push me now. So we're going to look at First John chapter 5 this morning. We're going to start out with verse number 1. And we're just going to walk it through. Okay? I just read it. I wrote some notes down. We'll see what we can find today. Verse 1. Whosoever believes. Can you turn me down just a bit? Am I loud? Am I loud? Okay. Then If I'm not loud, then leave me like it is. It's just a little idle. Maybe, maybe I'm finally hearing again. I don't know. Oh my goodness, here we go. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Let's just break that apart. Let's peel that onion a little bit. Say that with me. I am born of God by believing Jesus is the Christ. That's how you're born again. Well, I'm a good person. That's not how you're getting born again. I give money to the church. That's not how you're getting born again. Grandma went to church. Well, God bless grandma. Amen. That's not getting you to heaven. Okay, you're not being born again, but by one way, by believing Jesus is the what? The Christ. The word the Christ is the Messiah. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the holy one. He's the only one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by who? Me. Now, other people came along and said things like that as well. But when you read their word and when you see their life, it doesn't add up. Jesus Christ did add up, and he is the only way to God the Father. That's what John's teaching here. Keep looking. Being born of God affects my life. Being born of God affects my life. Just keep unpeeling this because it said something. It said it in words in the King James there. But it basically says this, when I'm born again, when I'm born again, look at me, when I'm born again, I will love Jesus. You see, because I'm born of Him. And when you truly know, listen, as a sinner, you mean you saved me, you forgave me, you died for me, you rose for me. That demands my love. Who wouldn't love somebody that did that for them? That's being born again. But, he says also, when you're begotten of Him, He loved me and He loves other people. Therefore, I since I'm begotten of him, I'm going to love him. And I'm going to love who? You understand that? you got to get over like, well, I just don't talk good to people, Pastor. Or, or I'm, you know, I, I just was raised, you know, not very, being very nice. <sighs> Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Oh, that's in First John too, by the way. Great verses. Amen? Listen, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus now. You can do this. Love him and love people. Amen? And God, the Holy Spirit, is going to help you. My love's not going to be limited. Would you say this out loud with me? My love will not be limited to any denomination, race, group, or political persuasion. Okay? Since when do Christians just hang out with Republicans? You can have your political persuasion. I'm very conservative. You won't find a more conservative fellow than me just because I don't get up here every week and beat a drum. I'm very conservative. But God's called me to something greater, and that is to love everybody. You understand that? Yes or no? And, and when I love other people, that don't mean I don't sit down and argue with them. I'll argue with them. In love, yes or no? Had a guy yesterday, a fine contractor, very, very well off, successful. He's my age. Came to McDonald's yesterday, sat around at my table. And we argued a little bit. Politically. But that's okay. He left respecting me and I left respecting him. And I think he knows I love him. Yes or no? What's that got to do with anything? Yes or no? Amen. Yes or no? Being American don't trump being a Christian. Being a Christian trumps being an American. Did you hear me? But now if you can get both of them lined up, now you're talking business right there. Being a Christian and an American. Praise God. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to be. Both of them. Amen. Come on. Keep looking. I could get sideways on this message if I don't watch it. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe these false teachers, John saying, that say it that say that it's not about believing in Christ? Are you going to believe the word of God? Who are you going to believe? And that's what John says in this verse 1. You believe in Jesus Christ, that He came, that, he's, that you're born of Him. That's what you need to believe. And I put this up, well, verse, verse number 2. By this we know, by this we know that we are Christians, that we are saved. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His what? Commandments. And His commandments are not what? Grievous, just walking through the Word a little bit. This is how God's love is demonstrated. How is God's love demonstrated? As loving God is reflected in my love for people. Have you ever heard anybody say, you call yourself a Christian? You ever heard that before? Sure. As loving God is reflected in my love for people. I really haven't had too many people over the years tell me, Gary, you call yourself a Christian. Now, if they knew my shortcomings, and they knew my warts and wrinkles, and they unpeeled this onion of me, they would go, you call yourself a Christian. But the thing that helps me in my life, for them not to get in my face and talk like that to me, is that they see that I love them. Did you hear me? So we got two options here. We can try to reach people by rules... Or we can try to reach people by love. The problem with the rules, they're going to say to you, because they're going to see you screw up at some point, they're going to say, yeah, and you call yourself a Christian. Did I lose you again or not? Love people. Doesn't mean we don't keep commandments. That's important. But love people. It's huge. As loving God is reflected in my love for what? You say you love God, then love my people. My love for God is... Is reflected by my what? To his commands. It's twofold. God sees that I love him as I love his people. But God also sees that I love him by keeping his what? Keeping his commands. Do I earn his love by keeping his commands? No. No. I had to discipline the kids this week. Danny, five years old. Okay. Love them both. Love Danny's personality. It's a lot like mine. I got lots of beatings as a child. Okay. Thank God I had somebody that cared. Amen. So, uh, so she got in trouble twice in the same week, day after day. Like you're a nut. But I tell you what. Yesterday I had that time with the children. And boy, Danny wanted to sit next to me. And Danny was so good yesterday. She wanted to please me. And that's what we do when we love God. Y'all hear me, yes or no? And we want to get, you know, keeping His commandments, boy, you want to get close to Him. It's not about bragging. It's about this is how I show you that I love you. The change you're making in my life. Amen. Yes or no? If you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said in John fourteen fifteen. Keep looking. God's commands in verse number 3, the, the King James Bible says, they're not grievous. That word is burdensome. God's commands are not a burden. For you not to lie is not a, a burden. Okay? Your family's going to appreciate that you're not a liar. Amen. Yes or no? Okay? For you not to steal people's stuff, your, neighbor, your neighborhood's going to be glad you met Jesus. Amen. Say It's not burdensome to be faithful to your wife or or to your husband. Not commit adultery. That's not a burden for you. Amen. Yes or no? This is not a burden to not use the Lord's name in vain. This is not a burden, guys. Do you understand? It's not a burden. Okay? The Bible says, I quoted it a little ago, if any man be in Christ, he's a new what? Creature. Old things are what? Passed away, all things are become New. It's not a burden. This is a beautiful life. But this shall be the covenant, Jeremiah says, that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. How many of you feel like now that you you are a Christian, you know the Lord, God's word has been written in your heart and it has absolutely changed you. It's changed you in your head and your thinking and the way you do business and the way you love your husband. Isn't it crazy? Yes or no, isn't it awesome? That's so what the Bible teaches. This is how you know you're born of God. John's basically taking a hand and popping these people in the face, the false teachers. They're trying to say you know God this way and this way. And John saying, don't you listen to that bull. You know you know the Lord by, by believing Him, number one. Number two, because you love His people. Number three, because you keep His commands. Not because you listen to these crazy people. Amen. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me. Learn upon you, and learn of me, for I am what? Meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find what? You put, you put your, that yoke around your neck and on your shoulders called Jesus, and you'll find that I'm not very heavy, Jesus says. I'm going to lead you, and I'm not going to wear you out. <laughs> this is the best life you can live by letting me be the leader of your life. Amen. My yoke is what, and my burden is what. A lot of people don't come to church because, honestly, we've turned the church into something like, "Don't do this, don't do that. You can't go here, can't go there," and they just don't think they can measure up coming in the doors. That's crazy. All they got to do is hear me one time and they leave, going, "I think I'm as good as him." Amen. Say, that's good. Now, what's burdensome is man's rules. God's commands are not burdensome, but man's rules are burdensome. You're here today, ladies, and you're able to wear a dress if you want to, or you're able to wear slacks or shorts if you want to, but we're not telling you you have to do this. Yes or no? A lot of churches, you've got to wear the dress. For years, I had to have my hair cut above my ears. If I had hair now, you'd have a long-haired preacher. I'm going to tell you that right now. It'd be clean, but it would be long. (laughs) I'm telling you. The point is, man's rules are burdensome. Churches say you're only supposed to read one Bible, the King James. I read the King James because I like it. I mean, you might not have heard this stuff. Or if you're not in this denomination. Y'all listening, yes or no? Families will disown you. Is that true? Yes or no? How many? Tell me the truth. There, I don't know about this. Anybody ever been disowned because you were in a certain denomination? Let me see a hand in the building. So disowned, disowned. Got a few people disowned. That's crazy. That doesn't sound like Jesus does it. Yes or no? You're disowned. That's crazy. Man's rules are a pain. All right. Here's what Jesus said about the Pharisees. They bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born. They lay them on men's shoulders. Men's rules, Jesus said. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. That's pretty tough talk, ain't it? Come on. Who are you going to believe? That's what we're talking about this morning. Keep looking. We're just walking through 1 John, and I'm going sideways all the time on this message. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Say it with me. Even our what? Our faith. Our faith in who? Jesus Christ. Who is he that overcomes the world? Say it with me pretty loud and clear. Who is he that overcomes the world? Help me now. But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of and John's still going back. He's not writing this book without a purpose. He's still going back to what these te- people are teaching. These false teachers are they're basically downplaying Jesus. And he's like, look. No, you, you lift him high. You put him up here, okay? You throw them out, okay? Put him up here. This is how you get to heaven. This is how you get saved. This is what it's all about. I have victory because I am what? Born of God. That's how I have victory because I'm born of Jesus Christ. That gives me the victory. The victory that overcomes the world. We should lose the idea. I don't know if this is going to make sense to you. We should lose the idea that anything born of God could ever be defeated by this world. We should lose the idea that anything born of God could ever be defeated by the things of this world. I've been born of God. Okay? And I cannot be defeated. Now, do I get down sometimes? Yes, because I give in to that, to the, to the enemy. Yes or no? If I had my mind straight at all times, I could walk in victory. I could live in victory. But I still, I'm still like so many of you. I struggle. But if we would just lose the idea that we could ever be defeated... We just lost that idea altogether and said, listen, I'm born of God. Satan, get behind me. Get out of my house. Get out of my life. Get out of my head. Get out of my stuff. Amen? And to let go of things in our life that have no business in our life. Because we have the power to do that. Amen? Yes or no? Hope I'm not losing you. The key to victory is our what? Is our faith. A saving faith, believing in Christ. An abiding faith. Walking with Him, having fellowship, loving people, keeping His commands, a trusting faith. When it gets dark, I'm still going gonna, gonna to believe anyway. I can make it. I can do this. That's the key to our life. We overcome by who we are and whose we are, not by what we do. Say that with me. Say it with me. We overcome by who we are and whose we are, not by what we do. Because you're going to do some wrong things. And you're going to have some bad thoughts. And you're going to mess it up sometimes. And that's not good. But what's that got to do with me being born again? With me being belonging to Him? With my name being written in in the Lamb's Book of Life? With the Holy Spirit, the living God, living in, in me? Okay? I screwed up. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't throw me out with the trash when I did. Amen. Say. This kind of thinking is victorious thinking, guys. Because John's talking to people at this church. They're sort of lower shelf, I guess, Christian type folk, I guess. They just don't think they measure up a whole lot. They're defeated. And these guys over here have taken over, basically, and they're teaching a false doctrine. And John's trying to tell them, boys, stand up. Stand up. What you believe is the real deal. <laughs> Come on, you, you don't... You got, where'd your faith go, man? Come on, you believe the right thing in Jesus. Faith is the driver of my thinking and my actions. And these are my words if you don't understand them, okay? But faith is the driver of my thinking and my actions. I don't say that proudly, I'm just saying as a fact. When I have faith, I really cannot be defeated. Now, I can lose, but that doesn't mean I'm defeated. I might not get my way, but that doesn't mean I'm defeated. When I have faith, it drives my attitude. It drives my actions when I keep my faith in Christ. It's only when I waver. Yes or no? Amen. Who are you going to believe? Keep looking. Overcomers in Christ. Just some scriptures that you're an overcomer. These things I have spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Help me, but be of good cheer. Say it with me. I have overcome the the world. 1 John 2, we, we read it a couple of weeks ago. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known that him that's from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have what? Overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you've known the Father. You've overcome. I've written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Because you're strong and the word of God abides in you and you have what? You've what? Overcome the wicked one. You're of God, little children, and you've what? Overcome, set with me, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the what? World. You can have victory. You don't have to be down. You don't have to think you're a loser. That's craziness. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also what? Overcame, and I'm set down with my Father in his throne. See, I know Jesus. What's that mean? I'm an overcomer. Okay? That's why so many martyrs down through the centuries, they would go to their death singing hymns, quoting scripture as they're being butchered because they had, they had faith. Oh, they looked like losers until, boom, just think of stepping on shore and finding it heaven. And that's what happened to them. And they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb. Say this whole verse with me. And they overcame him, the wicked one, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the what? The death. Now we live in America and we have it different. When the Bible was written, it was was butchery and torture to those that believed in Christ. Important message. Who are you going to believe? Keep looking. This is he that came by water. Now, we're going to take a little time on this. What's the time? We're going to make it. Here we go. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. Now, you can get confused here if you don't watch it. And it is, And it is the Spirit that bears witness because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Keep looking. And there are three that bear witness in earth. Say it with me the Spirit, the Water, and the Blood. These three agree in one. What in the world is he talking about? That's me. I'm reading here going, What in the world? Again, I'm not much different than you. I read and go, What? So I have to study. The source of our relationship with God is his Son, Jesus Christ. You can't ever forget when you're reading 1 John that there was this group of people called Gnostics that believed knowledge was the way to get to heaven. The more you know, not who you know, but the more you know. And a lot of people in our world today with religion think the same way. Well, I know this, I do this, I'm that. Knowledge will never get your sins forgiven. It's a relationship with Christ. That's what John's trying to drive home. John makes it clear The Gnostics taught Jesus was a phantom or a ghost, that he didn't really come in the flesh. And so John's making it clear Jesus was not a phantom or a ghost as the Gnostics were falsely teaching. That's what he's teaching in this book for us. We go back to 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. That which was from the beginning, which we heard, we saw him with our own eyes, we looked upon him, our hands have actually touched Jesus, the word of life. For the life was manifested and we've seen it and bear witness and show you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. He came to us. He walked among us, the old apostles saying. That which we have seen and and heard, we declare it unto you that you also can have what? Fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son who? Jesus. They were trying to say Jesus didn't live. He never existed. And this verse back over in chapter 5, water, blood, spirit. He's trying to make a point. Okay? Let's just examine it. He was saying Jesus came not just as a ghost or a phantom. I hope you're not going to sleep on me here, okay? He didn't come just as a phantom or a ghost. He came by water and blood. Well, I had to look at that. What's that mean, water and blood? Well, he was born of a woman. I was at my kid's birth, okay? I was there. Lamaze. I was in in the room and everything. Not a pleasant experience. Okay, I'm just saying to you. Guess what's in the room. Take a while. Guess what comes out. The baby and what else? Water and what? Blood. And I don't do that. I don't like this. I cannot even tell you what happened. I have no. I have no recollection of being in the room or nothing. I have no idea. The water, the blood. I think. I don't think I fainted, but I think I fainted up here. I think I was like. And then later, later I saw the baby. Oh, well, we got a baby. You know what I'm saying? So, he's saying he's born of a woman. Water and blood. Not a ghost. Not a phantom. How about the spear in his side? Remember on the cross? Spear in his side. Boom. What the Bible say? One of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there what? Blood and what? Don't sound like no ghost to me. Does it you? Yes or no? Now, is that making more sense when we look at it like this? But let's dig a little deeper. Jesus' baptism. Water. Okay? Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Jesus said, I come to be baptized of you, John. John says, no. You know, I should be baptized of you. I'm not worthy to tie your your shoelaces. He says, John, do it now. Why did he do that? The whole purpose of Jesus' coming was to identify with us. He humbled himself, became a man, made in the likeness of men, to identify with you and me, to save you and me. And if we take away Jesus and turn him into a ghost or just a figment of our imagination, we took away the gospel. Yes or no? This is really important, guys. Baptism. Jesus is saying, I'm one of you. John, you might not get it. Baptize me. I, I'm, I'm for the people and by the people and of the people. I want the people. Amen. It's all about, I want all the white people. Amen? Come on. Jesus' crucifixion. Obviously, there was blood everywhere. Jesus said his crucifixion. I'm nailed here for you. You take away the water and the blood and the person of Jesus Christ, you've destroyed the gospel. And that's what the Gnostics had done, and that's why the old man John, even though he's old now, he came out of retirement on them. Amen. Say, so, and became one of the best, the greatest books in all the Bible. First John, in my opinion. When we're baptized, we're saying we are what? Well, I don't know about that baptism. That's why when you were a baby, come on, were you a baby going meh meh? I want to hear meh meh? Are you kidding me? You didn't know what you were doing when you were a baby. Now that you're grown, now that you know the Lord, why don't you by your own free will be baptized and go, I'm one of his. Amen. That's what baptism is. Beautiful. Keep looking. I'm trying. When we deny ourselves and we carry his cross, we're living as one of his. The water and blood's really important, isn't it, church? Amen. Amen. So John's hitting it from different angles. Who are you going to believe? The Spirit bears witness. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that the heavens were what? Open. So it says water and blood. It also says the Spirit bears witness. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And the voice from heaven said, Thou art my beloved Son in whom I'm well what? So who are you going to believe? you going to believe the water and the blood at Mary from Mary when he was born. Or are you going to believe these crazy jokers? Or are you going to believe the spirit and the side? Are <laughs> you going to believe these crazy jokers? Yes or no? Are you going to believe the Holy Spirit of the living God who said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. He bore witness of his Son. Or are you going to believe false teaching? Yes or no? Amen. Keep looking. Now from the sixth hour. The crucifixion. There was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Guess who made it dark? God did. Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Guess who did that? He's witnessing. This is my son that's dying right now. And there was earthquakes. And the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. That is a crazy scripture right there. Who did that? God did. I don't understand all that, but I believe it. And came out of the graves after his resurrection, went to the holy city, appeared unto many. I'm going to tell you right now, that right there would have got me. I'm saved right now. Amen, say. I'm saved right now. Zombie coming to my house? I'm saved right now. Just saying. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake, who did all that? God did. This We're talking about the Spirit witnessing. Bearing witness of Jesus. And those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, say it with me, truly, this was the Son of God. Guys, you might say, Clark, why are you doing this? You're driving me up the wall. Man, well, that's okay. Because you live in a world where false teaching is everywhere. Who are you going to believe? Some joker on TV that's making up junk? Or are you going to believe the Word of God? You're going to believe John, the Apostle John. Yes or no? You can't get to heaven by going to the beach humming. Hmm. Reject that kind of thinking. Reject anything that's not Christ. It's not going to pan out. The water, the blood, and the spirit all agree. Jesus Christ is the water. And I can see these fellows, these, these Christians and these families getting some strength as John's writing this letter and they're starting to stand up against these false teachers. He's given them ammo. So who are you going to believe? I'm just going to say this in passing, not to be critical or anything, but 1 John, verse number 7, 5 7, I believe, talks about the Holy Spirit God in heaven and the word. It does not appear in any of the other manuscripts, that verse. You'll see it in your Bible. It doesn't appear. If you've got a New King James, you've got a, 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 a maybe American Standard, or something like that, that verse won't appear. And the reason I'm telling you this is that there are times in the Bible men did translate the scriptures, okay? That doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. This scripture in there, because it did not appear in the manuscripts, somebody put it in, stay with me, does that bother me? Does that? It has nothing to do with the context. It changed nothing. He added nothing to the context whatsoever. And it's been debated. It's not been debated. It's pretty much a fact. I mean, you've got manuscripts down through the centuries, and all of a sudden this verse appears. Did I lose you this morning or not? Okay? The reason I'm saying it, it didn't change a thing about it, Why does a verse appear sometimes in a Bible? Or why does a word appear that shouldn't be there? Often it's overzealous translators. Y'all hear me, yes or no? God doesn't need me to add to or take away from His Word to make the case for Him. God does not need my help, okay? He calls me to preach His Word. And I'm going to defend His Word. But I'm not going to try to add to His Word. Yes or no? So check it out sometime if you want to. I'm pretty much sure you're going to see what I just told you is the truth. 1 John 5, there's about 50, by the way, instances like that in the Bible. 50. And that says, oh my gosh, there's 50. Not one of the 50 changed jack squat nothing about the, the, uh, the context or what it's saying. Y'all hear me, yes or no? And you take a big old Bible like ours, written over 1,600 years, by you know, forty authors. How much? About forty authors over sixteen hundred year period, and you got back and translated down through the centuries into different languages, and you're telling me there's fifty situations, and they don't change any not at all. I'd say that's pretty good job. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen. Pretty good job. Amen. Okay, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. And this is the witness of God, which we've testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar because he believes not the record that God has given of his Son. Now John's really unleashing venom on these jokers and he's saying they're a bunch of liars. Is what they are. Don't believe people that don't say that Jesus didn't live, didn't, didn't die on the cross. Don't believe a word of it. That's why I have a huge problem, many problems with the Koran. Because they say Jesus didn't die on the cross. You are a liar. That's what I say. You understand? You take Jesus from the cross. You took my salvation. You took my Savior. And then you're going to make him a little helper to the, to the bad guy that comes in the last days. And he's going to be his little helper to kill all the Christians. I don't think so. Get the new video. It's out on the back table. Are you going to stand up and believe the Bible or not? This is what John's trying to tell us. The witness of men are the witness of God. Who are you going to believe? Yeah, but they're such good people and people are really nice. I don't give a hoot. I was surrounded by Jehovah's Witnesses in McDonald's the other day. All around me. I was as sweet as pie. Nice. Amen. Amen. Not one of them told me that Jesus wasn't God. Because if they did, I was going to come all over them. We just had our little frappes and had a good time. Amen. Everybody, everywhere, every day receives the witness of men. We do it every day. Do you hear what Fred said? Yeah, Fred said. I believe Fred. That's what Fred said. We watch the news. Here's the news. That's what the news says. We saw it. We believe the news. Listen, how much more should we receive the witness of God? We believe a human, we believe somebody, we believe a newspaper, but we won't believe Almighty God. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Amen. Say. And that's what John's saying here. For what if son did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God none effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, and every man a what? As it's written, that thou mightest be justified. Instead of you trying to play nice, and well, they believe, and I believe, and it's the same belief, you're trying to be nice. One day, I'm going to tell you, what's, what's at stake is your justification. That's pretty important. Do you want to stand before the Lord and, and have eternal life? Or do you want to deny Christ and go to hell? I want to have eternal life. Pretty important. If you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, where you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself sent it with me, bears witness with what? Our spirit, that we're the what? Children of God. As if children, then heirs and heirs of God join heirs with Christ, and so. It's if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. So often we don't stand up because we don't want to suffer. and We, we don't realize, I'm an heir of God, and I'm, I'm going to have eternal life with him forever. But we don't stand up down here. It's a problem. We'll finish with this, and this is the record that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. I love this scripture. Would you say it with me? He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God has not life. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is this one. These things have I written unto you. The old man, he's writing to the church. And they say, man, you old man, why are you writing us like this? Why are you caring for us? Listen, these things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. You believe in Him. I want you to know you have eternal life. You believed the right thing. You believed in Christ. Listen to me. Don't listen to the false teaching. That's a lie. I wrote of you because you're a believer in Jesus. But you don't know that you've got eternal life because your head's all screwed up. I wrote this so that you may know. That you may know you have eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Is that a great verse? Is that a passionate of personal Bible? Wow! Assurance that I have life in Jesus Christ. Beautiful. This is a testimony of wit- or witness of God Almighty. He's given us eternal life. The life is in His Son Jesus and in Him alone. If you have His Son, you have eternal life. If you don't have His Son Jesus, you don't have eternal life. I couldn't be clearer to you today. Why the testimony or witness of God? Why did he do this? Why was this book written? That you may forever know that you have eternal life. You should leave here today. Even though I'm not John, that's for sure. But you ought to be able to leave here today knowing I am saved. I am forgiven. I am going to heaven. Because I believe in Jesus Christ. I have eternal life. When? You got it now. The clocks already started ticking. I'm just waiting on my new body. But I already have his spirit. Amen. That's the down payment, the Bible says. The earnest, the earnest of the Spirit. That you might believe on the name of Jesus, the only begotten Son of God. So who are you gonna believe? Who are you gonna believe has been our message this morning. The false teaching of the Gnostics. Or whoever, who are you going to believe? It's a big question. Or are you going to believe who? God. End of the message. Who are you going to believe? Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. Boom. I know. A little bit crazy, but that's some somebody- Bible.